Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Thanks for joining the Rooted Deep podcast. Man, we hope you're having a good day. First day of December. Uh, man, well, of course, I don't know when you're listening to this, but if you're listening on the day it drops, this is the first day of December for us. And uh, it is, uh, you know, this is one of my favorite times of year as we uh, get ready to roll into just come out of Thanksgiving. It's a busy time of year, but a fun time of year. So Allie and I wanted just to jump on the podcast today and um, talk to you about something that we rarely talk about on this podcast so today is a very very unusual day um most of you are aware if you listen to us frequently that we both run nonprofit organizations Allie runs Mercy Workshop and a great organization out of the Dominican she's going to talk about that in just a second I run Dare for More Ministries and um so we both run these nonprofits but one of the things that we've just said we were not going to do a whole lot on this podcast was talk about money because uh, I think that's maybe what people, you know, is all two nonprofit CEOs running a podcast. I bet you they're going to beg for money every other (laughs) show. Right. And so we just, we've not done that. We just, we're just not going to, uh, because this podcast is really about getting you rooted and grounded in your faith, Mm -hmm. getting you spiritually strong and growing. And we all really need that and support and part of what we do. But Today, um, we are going, (laughs) yeah, really, but today we are going to step um, into that realm and we're going to talk a little bit about how you can be a part of changing women's lives through giving during the month of December. Um, Now, Allison, I don't know if you know this or not, but I bet you do because you're smarter than I am, but here's the deal. December is the largest giving month for all kinds of charity organizations Mm -hmm. of all months of the year. You probably knew that already, didn't you? I did know that. And it's similar to in the Dominican Republic. There's, there's more of a spirit, you know, here in the Dominican, people get uh, what they call a double salary. Everybody gets um, a complete extra month salary um, on the month of December. It's, it's a legal, you have to, uh, if you've worked, if you've worked the entire year and it kind of, the, the math is interesting. If you've worked the entire year, then you get a 13th month. If you've worked for okay. the company a little bit less than that, it's, you know, it's kind of prorated, but everybody gets a Christmas bonus. Everybody's waiting for that Christmas bonus and the government requires the Christmas bonus before December 10th. So it's, there's okay. a lot of, you know, it's, and so, and then people get generous people. They, everybody hmm. likes to have people over. They, um, the giving is up in December, even here in, in a developing country, the spirit, I think it's just, it's a little bit cooler. You know, and so I think we're trying to, we're trying so hard to slow things down in December. It never feels like it does, but I think we start, you know, on this first day of of December, we're like, okay, I'm going to try to slow it down and kind of think, maybe take the time to enjoy it. And, And I hope we can, but you know, you know how it is. I do. I do know how it is. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, in fact, I read a statistic that said over 80% of people's entire total charitable, mm. charitable giving is given in the last week of December. Wow. Really interesting. Yeah. And, and of course, we know in the U.S., people are getting ready for those end of the year tax uh, breaks. Right. And um, so today, whether you need a tax break uh, and you're looking for a place to get one, OK, or whether you just love to focus 
on giving during the month of December. And you're thinking about, you know, I know so many people that do kind of a, you know, they do a birthday gift for Jesus and they mm -hmm. give to some some uh, charitable organization or some need. And so it, I do think it is that kind of year where there's a spirit of giving that really doesn't exist in a lot of other months. Uh, so, so here we are, and we're going to talk a little bit today about how you can give to impact women. Now, here's the thing I know. A long time ago, when I first started the organization, I didn't, I was a horrible, I'm still a horrible fundraiser, mm -hmm. but I was a really horrible fundraiser then. And I really hesitated anytime to talk about giving because I didn't want people to go, oh no, here comes Reba. She's going to ask right. us for something. You know, I just yeah. didn't want that reputation. And so I would refuse to do it. And somebody told me they're like, Reba, how could we give if we don't know you have a need? Yes. There's been so many people that are like, Hey, what do you need? You never talk about what you need or, and, and I, I always yeah. freeze. I don't know if that happens to you, but when they say, okay, what do you need right now? I freeze and I try to sell them a piece of jewelry. You know, I'm like, here, just buy right. this piece of jewelry. It's fine. It's fine. You can just buy it. And, and a very right. good friend of mine in a, in another nonprofit, she was like, sometimes people feel, feel good about buying a piece of jewelry, but you needed to ask them for a bigger check. Then, you know, yeah, right. I really need a thousand dollars, but <laughs> would you please buy this piece of jewelry? Yeah. But here's this $20 bracelet, you know, and, yeah. and, and they can, yeah. and she, and she said, you know, they can feel good about that, but if the need is greater, they need to hear what the need yeah. is. And I was just like, ah, and I freeze, I completely freeze up. You know that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we both are not uh, comfortable, I think in right. our and our fundraising shoes that are required of us as executive directors of, of two nonprofits. So I think that as we, as we talk about these things though, today, there is a need. Mm -hmm. And I think that in a world where people are wondering, does my money actually go towards, you know, I, I was checking out at a, a Mexican restaurant the other day here in town, and there was a box uh, of suckers that was sitting on the counter as you paid there. And it had a little sign that was, you know, you could drop money in there, drop your change in there and give to the cause. Well, there was a little disclaimer line and I leaned in to read it and only 10% of what you give actually goes to the cause. 90% goes somewhere else. And I was just mm. like, and that was on the fine print. You just had to lean in. And I think all of us, we have this sense right. of the fine print, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if I give, is my money really going to this cause? Is it going to really help these people or right. is my money somehow dropping off into this, you know, uh, somebody's pocket or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a vault somewhere. Um, right. And, uh, you know, and it's true, you know, let's, let's just lay it out there that there yeah. are nonprofits that are making their executive directors wealthy and right. they are, they're unethical in what they do and how they do it. So that's true. You know, we can't uh, deny it, but just because we're part of it doesn't mean that we can uh, deny it, but that's not who we are. Right. So we are nonprofits, but man, uh, I think I can vouch for what I know Mercy does. And I hope Allie can vouch for what Dare for More has yes. done through the years mm -hmm. that if you give uh, during the month of December or any time of the year, but if you give, you can be guaranteed that the money that you give goes exactly where you, where we say it's going to go. And it's actually really helping people. So, um, so Allie, let's just kind of jump in and let's, let's do the thing that you and I don't do very well. Um, there is a need. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah. there are needs right now and there are needs bigger than just buying a piece of jewelry, although that's great or buying coffee from us or whatever. There's big needs. 
So let's talk about, let's start with you. What are some of the biggest needs that you have right now at Mercy? You know, let's talk about those needs. Talk about the women that you're serving. Yeah. Um, here's, here's one of the things that we're, we're very thankful that Mercy, the Mercy Workshop has been sustained by jewelry sales. Um, up until just a few months ago, we were almost 95% just jewelry sales, which means we had to sell, we had to hustle. Our, you know, our sell and, right. and COVID really, really hit us hard. But thankfully, um, you know, I, I, we were looking at it. And we we're like, if we don't sell jewelry this month, we can't pay the bills. The women don't get paid. Um, and mm-hmm. nothing, nothing happens. We, you know, the ministry, what, I, I remember a few years ago, we actually had at the end of the year, we had to borrow money from a loan shark. Um, to get to make this Christmas bonus. And one year we actually had to sell my vehicle to make the, to make the, um, the, the payment for the Christmas, you know, Christmas bonus and Christmas, uh, Christmas rents and all that. And so, you know, we, and, and let's a, just say the lawn shark was a friend. I mean, it I know was this a friend shark. and he's my, a good yes, guy. He's a, he's a nice yeah, guy, no, he's but a good guy. He, he is. Yeah. And, no, uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It was, it, it was not where we wanted to be uh, in, in no, financial straits as far as that concerned, but he didn't break my thumbs. Okay. Uh, right. We, exactly. We paid right. Him good back. guy. He's a good, he, he, good guy. <laughs> but the same he's thing. Like a, he's like a lone minnow. Okay. There you go. He's not a shark. Not he's a like shark. A, a, like a lone dolphin. You know, he just kind of swims by white splash. Yeah, he's a like a lone dolphin. Okay, I just want to clarify that for those people that were worried out he'll, there. Okay, he'll, he'll bump you. He'll he'll bump you on the side and be like, "Hey, wait a minute, don't you owe me money?" Kind of a situation. But it's and and we have paid him back. But I think the thing is, we were we were worried because if we don't sell the jewelry, then we can't pay the bills, and so we we need more people to step into a monthly supporter role. We need people to yeah. say, hey, I want I want to sponsor Mercy. And that has grown in the last couple of months. We've actually seen mm. people step in on a, with a monthly commitment. And, and we do need that because sometimes like COVID happened and, and if we hadn't had, you know, a little bit of money in the bank, we weren't selling jewelry. And so yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those things that and COVID has still uh, affected, tremendously affected the sale of jewelry. And so we need, first of all, we need people to say on a monthly basis, I would love to just step in and, and, and be, be a giver every month, be somebody who sponsors every month, somebody who can, who can listen to the stories, understand that what they're doing and what they're giving to on a monthly basis is, and we have everybody that, so we have a supporter at $15 and we have a supporter at $200. And so we're really thankful for any, you know, anybody who makes that monthly commitment because it, it means a lot to say I'm involved um, monthly. I'm involved continuously in, in the ministry. But if that's not something that you can do, we at the end of this year, we also need, um, we need people to step in and give toward our Christmas, our Christmas offering. The Christmas offering means that we can bring women up. We're doing a Christmas outreach. We can bring mm-hmm. women from the street. Um, they're going to get a chance to shop at our little donation store. They get, they're going to get a chance to have a Christmas meal. They're going to get a chance to obviously to hear the gospel and see the workshop, see the workshop in action. And we've been gearing up for that. We already have stuff printed out. We already have people out on the streets talking about this outreach. And so we need, you know, we need some people, even if it's just a one-time gift, say, hey, I want to make sure somebody gets a Christmas mm-hmm. bag or somebody gets, you know, Christmas dinner. And so those are some small ways. I feel like in, at the workshop, yeah. we've, we've accepted women into the program. 
uh, here, new women. And so they obviously need extra, extra training. So there's literacy, there's a literacy program you can sponsor. I mean, there's so many different ways. If you're one of those people, Hey, I can only give a little bit, that little bit would be a huge um, just make such a mm-hmm. huge difference here in the Dominican. But if you're somebody who's like, you know what, I need a tax write off at the end of the year. I need to get, I, you know, I need to, to write a check and give a one-time donation. That is also, um, our ministry mercy workshop is, um, is with Daystar. So we're a 501 C three. So you're, it's, it's obviously going to be a, t- a tax, a tax donation, but we're, we really do need um, that safe house built. We've, we've prayed, we've got the money for the land, but now we need to start building, um, the Paloma mm-hmm. project, you know, safe house. And so those are some things that in a, in a, any way you want to give it, if you want to give a little bit or a lot, it's, it's all going to be used for those things that I've given. And, and I'm trying to give something, maybe something for everybody, because I know that some yeah. people get, um, kind of get, Oh, I, you know, I can't give a thousand dollars. I can't write a check for, you know, for $20,000, but it's, but I'm telling you if, you know, a $25 or a $50 donation would, would buy Christmas for, uh, you know, for one of our women's families. I think that's, I think that's an amazing way that you can give little or give big, but it also makes a huge impact. So Allie, if, if I become a monthly sponsor, Mm -hmm. what, how does, how does, how does my money get spent every month? How, what are, cause there may be people listening and they're like, okay, what, what does that money go for? How do you help these women? So talk a little bit about the women that are coming in and and what they're doing uh, through Mm -hmm. the program. Cause I know I've been there so many times and the program is amazing. What's being able to happen and the opportunities that the women are being given. So talk a little bit about that because I, you know, sometimes people want to say, okay, if I give you something monthly, how's that going to be spent? Yeah. If, um, in our, when a, when a woman first comes into the program for three months, she, uh, she's sitting at mercy workshop every day. She's coming in every day. She automatically gets paired with me as a counselor, um, to give her trauma informed care to spe- speak uh, speak into her life and just hear her story and allow her mm-hmm. to walk uh, to walk through her story, giving her biblical principles, biblical counseling that she can say, okay, you know, she can deal with you know all of the trauma that she's that she's right. suffered. But she's also paired with a woman for a Bible study slash discipleship. She's paired with a teacher for either literacy training or uh, life skills, educational online courses. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she's just brought into the fold. And so for three months, she's there. We pay her rent. We pay her food. We take her grocery shopping every week. We um, take care of any medical concerns that she or her family, her household has. And so for three months, that's the initial program. And, uh, and so that three months, generally, depending on how many people are in her program, it's really just a commitment of $100 a month. So a hundred dollars would help her with her rent, her, um, her, uh, her education, as well as her food for her household for a month. Sometimes it might be just a little bit more if she has several kids and we need to help, you know, more mouths, more, more, more food, obviously. Um, but that's one of the things for that three month, that three month program, I think is a really good way. And then if she passes that program, if she's, if she does well, if she follows the rules, if we follow the rules, because we give her a set of rules, here's what we expect from you. But then we also promised her, here's what you can expect from us. And we both sign that contract. We sign it from mercy saying, you can, you can expect to get this and this and this and this and this from mercy. And it's the counseling, it's the online courses. Um, And then we say, here's what we expect from you. Just show up on time, wear the t-shirt, you know, don't, uh, you know, have a clean, a clean drug, a drug, 
drug test, those type of things. And then at the end of that three months, she's actually given a job. She's given a graduation party, and then she's given a job in, in the program. Her counseling doesn't stop. Her education doesn't stop. She just spends mm-hmm. a little bit more time, you know, making some jewelry, but actually getting a salary by this point. And so oh, the sponsor, cool. anybody who sponsors that says, hey, I want to sponsor a woman. If you just want to sponsor a woman for three months and send a one-time gift for, you know, $300 or, you know, one, $100 a yeah. month or whatever. Those are some things that you can say, this is what's going to this person. And we have, we have, uh, now we have a woman a new woman in the program. We're excited about it. Um, she's a spitfire. I'm so I'm like, we need, we need spitfires in here. Cause you know, sometimes yeah. everybody's like, Oh, we're just some, sometimes it's boring. Everybody's just chill. And I'm like, I want a little bit of, I, we need a little bit of drama in here. And then sometimes we're oh, like too much drama, soul. too much drama. So too much drama. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got you. So it's well, up awesome. and down, but we're excited. Cool. So, you know, so there's so many ways, um, as you close, you know, as we get to the end of the year, um, mm-hmm. So Allie, let's, let's do this. Let's don't, yeah. let's don't separate. If, if people are like, oh man, I'd really like to do that. How do they give? How oh, can yeah. they give a gift in this month to you guys? Is there, is there a website? What do they do? Mm-hmm. How can they give to you guys? They can either go to mercyjewelry.org and um, find ways to help. Um, there's a giving, there's a giving tab in mercyjewelry.org. And, uh, or you can just go to DBMI, which stands for Daystar Baptist Missions in, uh, in International Incorporated. Yeah. Do, international, I, don't know I think. It's, in, it's anyway, international. Good, it's yeah. an I, dbmi.org. Um, and then um, you can you can click uh, Mercy, you know, the Mercy Ministry, and you can give though, and in those ways. And there's ways that you can give either electronically or you can give, you know, via a check. I'm still old school. I like to do checks. Um, but, gotcha. you know, I know there's, there's, there's the young crowd who be like, I want to just do, you know, with the QR code. And so there's different ways to do that. And so it's all on dbmi.org slash mercy or mercyjewelry.org as well. Perfect. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you guys have got such a great program and uh, we've been a friend of your ministry for mm-hmm. so long here at Dare for More. So that's yeah. exciting. That's exciting stuff. And we're yeah. excited about it. But yeah, I, I think so many times, and you and I have talked about this before, so many times it's actually easier for me to ask for money for somebody else. And I think that you've shared that in the past, man. Uh, I, it's ho- so hard to, you know, and you've told me this, it's so hard to fundraise for myself, but I can definitely ask yeah. for somebody else. So tell us about, tell us about dare for more and what you need to ask money for. Cause you've been so faithful to give, I mean, to give to other ministries. Mercy has been a recipient of dare for more's generosity, as well as, you know, the Lifehouse girls home. I know new hope girls has also um, receive those type of blessings from Dare for More, but I, really, it's your turn. Tell us about it. Well, you know, we've been we've been so excited for years to be able to to have what we call care partners. This is people that we came alongside, like Mercy, like you know, like other ministries, and to be able to say, "How can we help you?" You know, um, there's that great story in the Bible about Moses, uh, and they're fighting the battle, and he and he when he realizes that when his arms are up, they're winning, and when his arms fall down, they start losing, and so. He can't hold his arms up for an extended period of time. And so he has two two men stand on either side of him and hold his arms up. And we kind of felt like that was our role for such mm-hmm. a long time now is that we just came alongside organizations that needed support. Like, let's hold their arms up and let's yeah. help them and help them get through. But God has allowed us, and we're excited about it, to launch Dare for More's very first program um, and we're doing that in Guatemala. Yeah. So uh, we've been 
talk if you follow us, you know we've been talking about that. But the crisis for women in Guatemala is so great, mm. and um, the the trafficking numbers are going through the roof. The violence against women is going through the roof. Uh, you know, during just during the the twenty the kind of that COVID year uh, time period, the twenty twenty and into partial of twenty twenty one. Uh, in one small village, 55 mm. women came to a small clinic, all pregnant, over half were raped. Mm. And so the numbers for violence against women skyrocketed in a country that already had high numbers against with abuse towards women. Mm. So between, between what you've got going on in the world of trafficking and then you've got your average woman who is living in an abusive situation, a very highly abusive situation, two all of the rape that's happening. So we've got women in crisis. So when we, when we got to Guatemala, we realized at the beginning that we needed a safe house. Yeah. Now, Ellie, you know, because you've been doing this longer than I've been doing this, but to start with a safe house is not normally the model. You normally start with a, a training center or a mm -hmm. workshop or something yeah. that's a little scaled down. And then you grow into a safe house because the safe house is a big, if you've got to buy land, you got to yeah. build, it's a big jump. Um, so I was like, well, we just can't do that. I'm really sorry. All these people who kept telling me we needed one. I'm like, you know, that's, that's in our three to five Down year the road, plan. Yeah. Our one, yeah. One to three year plan. And, but the Lord just really got hold of my heart and said, Hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. So by faith and in full leaning on Jesus, we kind of jumped into this thing. And so right now during the month of December, the largest need there for more ministries has is we have just kicked off a capital campaign to buy this land and build this safe house. And so there's so many ways people can be involved. Um, you can actually just give a gift to the capital campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to our website, which is dareformore.org. You'll see the opportunity right there, the links on the homepage to be able to go and find out more information about the safe house and about what all is going to be going on there. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity for you just to be able to give whether you give just a end of the year gift uh you just you know it's like you said people are looking just to say they've got a set amount and they're like you know what we just want to give this gift yeah. and so we're going to write a check and give or we're going to give online through mm -hmm. uh through their credit card or through their bill pay or whatever they want to do there's so many options yeah. but they just want to give it a, a end of the year gift towards that now one of the cool things is that we've got the safe house broke down into rooms. Mm, so yeah. you can go online and you can actually click on the site and you will be able to see where you can actually build a room, quote unquote. Yeah. So you can actually build a room. So you can say, hey, our family or our, you know, our, our group life group, or, yeah. yeah, or whatever, we're going to take that room and we're mm -hmm. going to build that room. Yeah. And what's cool about that is for the people who do that, we're going to take uh, just a really cool little small plaque, put that mm -hmm. up in that room. If it's a family, um, we really want to get that family's picture yeah. and kind of put that so that the women who come through that room know that there's a family somewhere who mm -hmm. cared enough about them yeah. to build this room. And um, and who cared enough about them. And, and what I hope is that people who give will also pray. And I would love it if you would actually come mm. and see what you built. Yeah. You know, um, and I I grew up in the country. Right. So I'm kind of a country girl. Yeah. And I never have been to one of these, but I heard about them when I was a girl called a barn raising. Yeah. And 
And when I was a little girl, I heard stories about barn raisings. And it was one of those moments where all the farmers in the community in the old days would all gather together at somebody's property to help them build their barn. Yeah. And so every time a new barn needed to be built, every farmer in the, mm-hmm. in the community would come and they would go to that piece of property and they would help that farmer build his barn, right. knowing that when it was their turn, all those farmers were yeah. going to come to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we need a safe house raising, you know, yeah. we need people to come together and say, Hey, you know what? As a collective body, we're going to gather mm-hmm. together to build this safe house to get yeah. these women in there. Um, we had a judge, uh, our director of Guatemala met was, uh, has been meeting with judges and she met with one judge. And this is what the judge told us. She said, the crisis is so great in our system for women that if I only sent you the worst of my worst cases, mm, yeah. you would be filled the day you opened. Wow. Yeah. And um, so she told us, she said, don't open mm-hmm. till you're ready. Yeah. Because it'll be filled. It'll be I filled. Can, I would can feel it with my own cases and I'm mm-hmm. just one judge. Yeah. And so we understand the need is great. And there are, man, this just, it's so big. This thing is so big. Um, that there's no way I could possibly do it myself. There's no way right. Dare from work could do it ourselves. Um, and I'm excited because uh, one of the things God taught me about giving over the years is that people people get excited about being able to have an opportunity to be a part of something, yeah, right? Exactly. So, you know, if you want to be a part of really rescuing women and not just them, but rescuing their, their babies, yeah. we know we're going to get pregnant women coming into mm-hmm. our safe house because a lot of these women, when they've been raped, it's such a shame that they will hide their pregnancies and go out and deliver in fields and abandon these babies. And um, mm. in fact, that is our director's story. She has an adopted daughter and that's her story. Uh, her adopted daughter was left in a field mm. and, um, and they found her and she didn't die. And, you know, it's a beautiful story of the miraculous mercy and the grace of God. Yeah. But there are babies being born right now in fields and left to die because women are so overwhelmed by the consequences of a rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if we could give them a safe house, a place for them to come and a place for them to have hope and healing. Um, and, you know, much like that program that you've just talked about, our women are going to have a chance to come into the safe house to get trauma informed care counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hidden away, obviously protected from the people who have abused them or who would take their lives. Uh, and, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I don't, I, I'm always careful not to over-exaggerate things because I hate that when people over-exaggerate just to try to manipulate people yeah. to give. But this yeah. is, this is the truth. And, and I've got so much articles and so much news stories to substantiate this, but there are, there are evil men that are actually finding out that they've impregnated a woman and they're taking machetes and just chopping these women up and leaving them to die. Yeah. And this is not okay. Mm -mm. And so, you know, to be able to bring this woman in, to give her trauma informed care, to be able to uh, show her how she can keep this baby and to be able to help her through her pregnancy, to be able to provide her a safe home, a bed she can sleep in. uh, And then she's going to also be able to get some educational training. Yeah. She's going to be able yeah. to get some discipleship and some biblical mm-hmm. training. She's also going to be able to get some uh, skills training. Yeah. We're excited about teaching women to make, to, to produce coffee, uh, to, you know, like you guys create jewelry. 
our women are going to do coffee and they're going to do some sewing home good projects. Mm -hmm. And um, we're even hoping maybe eventually to uh, launch off a baking project mm -hmm. uh, where we can open up a coffee shop and a, uh, and a pastries and different things like that. So, you know, we know God has a plan for these women's lives and we know he has a plan for their children's lives. Yeah. So even though this is the scariest thing I've ever done in my whole entire yeah. life, um, and I know it's probably going to be the hardest thing we've ever done as a ministry as a whole, uh, we just know God's calling us to it. So, mm -hmm. you know, as you think about your in giving, um, same thing, you can go to dareformore.org and you can give right through that. You can see, pick a room. Uh, or you say, well, Rima, I couldn't take a whole room. Um, that's cool. Uh, if you can't, I couldn't take a whole room either. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you can't take a whole room, you could actually just take part of a room. You know, you could say, Hey, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take one piece of that room. I'll take yeah. one tenth of that room, but you know, mm -hmm. I'll just speak into that room right there. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, there's a lot of rooms I think are going to be fun to speak into. Uh, you know, we've got a playroom for the kids. That's oh, going to be yeah. a really great, uh, training center for them. And so, uh, you know, I expect that one to be picked pretty quickly. Oh, of uh, course. Yeah. Right. Uh, it'll probably be some of the unglamorous rooms that don't get picked as quick, but, um, uh, but I just think it's going to be fun. Um, I'm mm -hmm. excited and I'm excited for people when we actually get it built to be able to come and say, we had a part in this. We, right. we had a part in watching this thing happen and look what God is doing as a result mm -hmm. of that. So, uh, so yeah, December is huge for us because we're really hoping I would love, I would love, this is a huge statement, but I would love to start building in the spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, yeah. So, and that's, and that's the thing that you, when, when we're, when we know that God has called us into these projects, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the very first thing we think about is, oh, you know, it, we get overwhelmed by how much money it costs or how much this and that. Yeah. And, but if you, if you know that what the Lord is calling you to speak into, and it's just taking the next step, but then inviting partners to come along and just say, Hey, yeah. you know, can you hold up my arms, uh, you know, while we're stepping into this, or can you, you know, can you, if you, do you know somebody who, who, who would really like this, you know, like this project or something? And, and even maybe it's not you, maybe it's, you know, I, you're like, I, I, yeah, I can give 25, but I sure do know somebody who, you know, um, and that happened. I think that happened with our school. We had, um, a situation where uh, nobody in the school was like, none of us can help, but, you know, and then a couple of us, a couple of the, the teachers were like, I actually know somebody who has a, uh, you know, an endowment fund, or I know somebody who this, and then got contact. And it was an amazing thing mm -hmm. to say, you know, just for that time, these, per, you know, these people stepped in um, for this, you know, for such a time as this. And, and like you said, if you know that God's speaking, speaking and pushing you into this, you know, that he's going to create that road. Um, and I think that's really exciting. And I'm excited to see what happens in Guatemala. And I, I'm, I hope I get to get a chance to visit, you know, because you I'm are. excited about, I, I'm excited about uh, the project. I know I can't imagine if you've ever been to Central America, I fit in a little bit better than Reba will because I'm <laughs> shorter and, yes. and Reba's yeah. just a giant blonde person, you know, walking the streets yes. of Guatemala and, 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 and Central America. But I think it's, I think it's beautiful. And again, the coffee's delicious. I'm drinking the coffee right now as we're, as, as we're recording. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I'm excited about the, the future and I'm excited about how the, I, I can see from the outside, how the Lord has just kind of pushed you, even when you're like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it, but I, the Lord's telling me to, so we're moving on, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing it. And I, you know, I've kind of been watching you and listening to, to the dreams for, and I'm, I think it's exciting. Um, but yeah, it is scary. 
but at the same time, you know, it's not, not scary in a bad way. It's just scary. And, oh, you know, what's he doing? Um, yeah, no, exactly. Right. And I think that this is the, you know, sometimes we think, and I know, I think this, I, I, I bet you do too, but sometimes we think, you know, I just wish God would just make me really rich. So I could just write the check and we could just be done and how exciting that would be. Yes. Right. But God has been teaching me that, that, you know, sometimes he does work that way. It's not that he doesn't work that way, but God has just been teaching me, you know, let people in on what I'm doing. This is the way the body of believers works. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to first Corinthians 12, you go to Romans 12 Mm -hmm. and you see that, you know, the Bible says that some are eyes and ears and noses, and it kind of refers to the body as like a body. And right. you know, he said every part is important and they all yeah. play a role yeah. in getting things done. And then you read through the book of Acts and even in, in the first Corinthians, and you see where Paul is writing, and he's like, Look, we're taking up an offering and we're gonna take it from this group of people over here to this group of people over here because there's a need over here. And he's writing thank yous, thank you so much for your generous giving because you gave. This is what we were able to do. And so you just see the body of Christ go into action yeah. all throughout the New Testament. And yeah. when they go into action, just amazing things happen. And I just think, you know what? God has not changed the way he does business, you know. That's his design. Yeah. Yeah. He uses the body to come alongside and not everybody can go, right? Not everybody is, you live in the Dominican Republic now, right. and not everybody's going to pick up and move to mm-hmm. a different place in the world than where they live right now. Not every, so not everybody's going to go and live in a different location. Not everybody can write a big check, but all of us could do something, all of us can right? Do, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, not, it, we all can pray. Um, you know, obviously those are things that we all can do. Um, but then all of, you know, but then there's some people they can engage in so many different ways, uh, to be able to motivate, like you said, make connections. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had the same thing happen, uh, back not too many weeks ago as somebody told somebody else about the project Mm -hmm. in Guatemala and that person reached out to us and said, Hey, can I have lunch with you? We want to talk to you about what's going on in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you? I don't even know, you You know, I don't even know you. How do you know what's, you know? And they're like, look, so-and-so told us. And so I was able to go here in Chattanooga, have lunch with this couple, sit down and talk a little bit about what God's doing. And I don't know what God's going to do there, but I can see God's hand moving right now. And I'm curious to see, all right, God, what are you going to do with that divine appointment? What are you going to yeah. do with that opportunity um, that we had there? And so, um, so I, you know, it's just trusting God in faith and we sing yeah. songs and we talk about faith a lot in our lives. And yet when it comes down to it, I think a lot of us are like the disciples, Lord, please increase my faith. Just increase it. Cause, and, and that's, a, that's another thing. I think for the first part of this year, I really was, I was praying, I was praying for funds. I was praying for money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I just, you know, I stopped praying for money and I just started praying for revival. I just started mm. praying for the women in our ministry that we're already serving. Um, I was like, oh, I'm worried too much about this future project. I've got these few, I've got these women that were already serving at the workshop, you know, and they, they need, they still need rescuing. They still need transformation. They still mm. need this. Um, they still need care. And I'm worried yeah. about the future project and the future check that I have to write. And so I just started praying more for them. I mm. stopped praying for money. I started praying for, you know, for these women by name, for their, you know, for their children, for their situation. And that, you know, I'm not saying anything, nothing big has happened. It's not like any money has dropped on our heads, 
But at the same time, we are seeing revival and transformation within the ministry. Some of our women that used to be on the streets as prostituted women are stepping into our seminary at the, at the, mm. at the church and they're taking hermeneutics yeah. classes and they're, you yeah, know, right? and they're stepping into outreach and they're going, they're, they're, they're walking alongside new women. Um, and, yeah. and into my thing. And so that, that's exciting. And so I was like, yeah. you know, okay, that's what I need to be praying for. And that's what, and, and then mm -hmm. our own staff, um, we've sat down and had amazing conversations about what the Lord is doing in our own lives um, as mm. a, as a group of, as a group of women serving women. And so yeah. we're really excited. I'm not saying I'm not asking for money. I, we're still asking for money, but at the same yeah. time that it took kind of a back road this year because we wanted, we wanted revival and we're seeing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that. And so, you know, but it is December yeah. and we're like, you know, now we're ready. The women that we're serving are ready. Our staff is ready because of this growth and revival something's happening. And so we're ready for yeah. that next step. And so now we're just saying, yeah. Hey, anybody who's listening, if you want to step in and, and, and join, join up and hook arms and walk alongside of us, that, that would be a huge blessing. Yeah. Cause you know, at the end of the day, this is all, this is all about people. Yeah. This is, this is about a woman, you know, and, and if, if you have a, a mother or a wife or a sister or a daughter, then you understand how you would feel. If that, if that woman in your life um, was in a crisis point, yeah. like a lot of these women are experiencing, yeah. and you know that, man, what, how can we help her? That's the focus. Yeah. Money's not really the focus. It, the, helping these people is, mm -hmm. is, is the focus. And, and now, does it take money to help these people? Yeah. Well, absolutely it does. But it's like, okay, you know, that's just money. Yeah. This is somebody's life, somebody's heart, somebody's, this is somebody's children that are going to follow in their path. And so therefore mm -hmm. let's make sure they're walking the right one. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so money is just a means to an end. This is, but our focus, and, and I think you said it so well, uh, and maybe, you know, that's kind of how we close this thing out. Our focus is about the women and, and their families that we are serving. It's about hearts and lives that are changed. It's about freedom. It's about Liberty. It is about joy. It is about change. You know, it, it is about dreams that a woman never had for her or for her children because she didn't think she could ever have such a thing. Right. It, it's about brokenness being healed. And those things are priceless. Right. Right. You can't, you, you, there's no amount of money that can, that can cover a healing, somebody's yeah. heart being healed or, exactly. or their lives or their minds being healed, um, their, their soul being healed and what God can do and speak through their lives. So we're not talking about things that can, you can put a price tag on, no, you know, those things are, those things are absolutely priceless, mm -hmm. but do we need money to see, to get to those women, to take care of them, to yeah. meet their immediate needs? Absolutely. Yeah. So here's what I would love for you to do. And I'm just going to I'm just going to get real with you for a second. I want you to give something. Okay. So I want you to give something. If, if mercy's, if that boy that really pulled on your strings, give to mercy. If Dare for more pulled on your strings, give to Dare for more. But maybe you could say, you know what? I'm going to do both. Um, I'm going to give to Allie's ministry and in, down in the Dominican at Mercy Workshop. I'm going to give to Reba's, uh, the work that's going over in Guatemala. I'm going to do that as well. And I'm going to find a way. Our family's going to speak into that this year. And make that a really cool opportunity as we close out this year. Yeah. So 
Go to mercyworkshop.org. Is that right, Allie? Mercyjewelry.org. Sorry, mercyjewelry.org. Go to mercyjewelry.org. Yeah, it's spelled jewelry right. Um, but yeah, mercyjewelry.org. Um, or you can go to dbmi slash backslash mercy. Um, and you can get to them that way as well. Yeah. Um, most of you guys know Allie's a missionary. And so she's covered under that mission board. So they, they help out as well. So that's what that's all about. Or you can go to Dare for More. Dot org. You can see the land, the property, the opportunities that we've got in front of us and find out how you can be a huge part of that at this at this end of the year. So as we kick off um, our Christmas season, as we step into December, um, we did something today that we never do. And that is right. we we told you about what our needs are and we mm-hmm. actually ask you to give. So we're actually not going to do this again. <laughs> maybe next december but hopefully no, yeah i mean you know yeah. we we may we may remind you uh, uh slightly as we close out a program or something mm-hmm. about don't forget you have that opportunity but we're not going to yeah. take a whole show to do this again no. um so, yeah because i'm like this, oh i'm sweating i'm like oh this i didn't like that i really like talking about you know but i love hearing yeah. about that's the thing though i love hearing about what's going on here for more and so i think that was yeah. easier to yeah. do than just no, well, actually, we are advocates, and and we're advocates for the women and the children that we serve. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. there. We we tell their story when they can't. We're their faces when we can't show you theirs. And so, as you listen today, what you what you hear is two women who absolutely get up in the morning and get excited about what we do. Although it's probably the hardest things we've ever done in our lives. Right. And you're listening right now to two women who care a lot about bringing hope and healing to women. And so, you know, today, when you think about what you want to do as you, you know, get into it, if you've got questions, you can email us. We're happy to answer any concerns or questions that you may have. Um, we're excited about that as well. But we are advocates uh, and speaking on behalf of the people that we serve today. So on behalf of them, thank you for giving. Yeah. That's what we just want to say. Uh, on behalf of every woman and every family and every child that we help uh, serve, Thank you for your gift. Thank you for being a part. Uh, we're excited to tell you in the future days. Now, maybe what we will do, though, is come back and tell you yeah. the exciting things God is doing. Uh, we probably will do that because that's such a cool thing. All right. Well, enjoy as we step into cooler weather. Mm-hmm. Grab a sweater, uh, unless you live in the Dominican. Um, <laughs> grab a hot chocolate, um, yeah. you know, and uh, enjoy uh, this time as we celebrate season, the yeah. birth of our Lord and really think about what it's all about during this giving season. So thank you so much for letting us share today. And we will see you next time right here on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.